diversify your bonds. Hey guys, we're aliens. It's not about eating a good sandwich, you know, it's about the people there. And that's what's more important. You can't live your life to the fullest if you don't have memes. That's a be careful. Sometimes you gotta take the plunge and just, you know, go for what you love. As long as I like it, and then not just dance to it. Well, if I want to be successful, people gotta know me. All right, keep that same energy. You have to consider, you have to think about this, you have to know it, you have to try it. Diversify your bonds. What's up, guys? This is Please Don't Sue Us here on another Pliss Represent. We got new shirts, fresh shirt game. What's up? Uh, my name is Ordeed. Today, we have the usual. We got Angelo, the certified dad bot in the house, and we have Uncle Migs. And today, we have a pretty awesome lit guest coming at us. And his name is Caden. Say hi, Caden. What's up, guys? Thanks for having me. <laughs> I heard you drive fast cars. Live fast and eat ass. You know how <laughs> it goes. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, he's a YouTube lifestyle blogger for cars. And yeah, that's what you do, right? Yeah, pr- pretty much. <laughs> I do the occasional DIY home improvement video when I don't have car stuff. But I basically just... I document myself struggling to modify my Mustang GT. I kind of have some shop experience, but I pretty much started from scratch, teaching myself how to do stuff on YouTube and then documenting my experience. So that's kind of that's kind of the basis of my channel. Heck yeah. YouTube University. That's that's the way to go. Don't <laughs> don't be paying tuition. It doesn't work. You just end up really in debt and <laughs> you don't learn anything. <laughs> <laughs> so today we're going to be talking car stuff. We're going to be talking life stuff and all sorts of cool things. And we'll see uh, We'll see if it goes how, uh, how I just explained it. Uh, we'll find out. But before we get into it, let's uh, have a quick word from our, uh, uh, our sponsor today. Uh, are they real? Are they not? Let's find out. Swally's Jam! Tired of your pathetic excuse for gains? Then what are you doing? Get your ass over to Swally's Jam! Nobody works out stronger, better, faster, and stronger! Just take it from a loyal customer! Hey guys, uh, I'm Chad. But I wasn't always a Chad. I became a Chad since I've been at Swally's. Now, I got so many babes... It's pretty crazy, bro. <laughs> hey, hey, is that it? See? You want to impress ladies? Get gains! Just do it! And if you purchase a membership right now, you'll have free access to our Fight Club Fridays! What? Right Just now? don't talk about it. So, Swallies, Jim, get Swallies! <laughs> But anyways, getting into it, um, talking about the car you have right now and all the mods uh, that you've, you know, put into it. Like any really like funny stories that haven't like popped up on your YouTube channel or that have that were like funny, like background things happening. Yeah. So um, so the mo- the car I've got right now, I've basically done just like a lot of aesthetic things, really. I'm kind of broke. So like making it really fast is kind of on the horizon. It's coming up, but I got to save. But um. So back when I first bought the car, my senior year of high school, I was I was working 
at a car dealership um, near where I live. And there was one day where I didn't have to work until like 2 p.m. And <laughs> I was I was trying to install the new exhaust system that I'd gotten for the car because I wanted it to be a little bit louder. And like I think we started the the job at like 11 a.m. and I had like three hours, which on paper, this install was not going to take very long, like maybe 30 minutes to an hour. But um, the, my my parents' driveway is like on like a steep incline, so I wasn't able to like raise the car up high enough on the jack, and it was kind of a disaster. And so I had the whole car taken apart, and ended up being late for work. So I had to like I got one exhaust pipe in, but the other one I like couldn't get it up over the axle, so I had to like drive to work with the exhaust. Like half of it was taken off. Oh. It was just it sounded like absolute shit. It was like it was a disaster. <laughs> and I got to work, and my boss Jack, he was like he he was the general manager of the store but for some reason he was down there like detailing cars and he he gave me the classic like where were you where were you <laughs> and i i pulled up and i was like i remember asking him i was like uh yo like is there any way that like before i start work because it that's the other thing i was like covering somebody so like mm, i didn't even give him an, an exact time that i could be there i just like i told him like probably around two but for them that means he's gonna be here at 145 ready to go <laughs> but i was like i was like hey before i start work is there any way i can like go in the shop and get a jack real quick and like finish what i'm doing <laughs> and he was like absolutely not like you're late and i was like well it's my day off you know like i'm i <laughs> i didn't have an obligation to be here i just needed more money but um and that was kind of a an interesting scenario that happened. <laughs> <laughs> and then I, I ended up leaving that job a few months later because I um, I got a job at a shop that was local to me. So they, they worked on my car like once. And then towards the end of my senior year, I wanted to work on cars because what I was doing at the dealership was I was kind of just a lot boy. Like I would detail the new cars that were being sold, but I really mm -hmm. wanted to learn how to wrench. I wanted to learn how to work on cars. So right, um, yeah. yeah, they were like our family mechanic. And I just went into them one day because they, they replaced the clutch on my car. And I was like, yo, are you guys hiring? Like, I don't have any experience other than like oil changes, but I want to learn. And then they, they just like sat me down. They were like, yeah, sure, whatever. And so then I left, I left the dealership job pretty soon after that exhaust disaster happened. <laughs> I mean, it's, I'm glad that they did. Like you have the, if you wanted to learn, they took you in like that, that should mean something, you know? Mm -hmm. So yeah, awesome. it, it was awesome. I learned a lot at that job and I like, I don't know everything about cars, but I did a lot of, like it escalated quick. I started out just being kind of like a, a basic tech. I would do like oil changes and basic, like, like fan replacements for radiators and little things like that. And then slowly but surely it was like, the the um the projects that they would give me got more and more in depth and then eventually i was like pulling engines and transmissions out of cars like the it it kind of surprised me how quickly i could learn how to do a ton of things right and how the little things really applied to the big things like they seem daunting at first but it's really like it's all just nuts and bolts really when it when you boil it down no i honestly just like watching your videos um that's one thing i'm not like a I, I like cars. I will work, like, do small things to my car, like just, you know, like you said, oil changes, things like that. But to see you actually, like, go for some of the modifications where I'd be afraid to do that to my car. <laughs> I was just like, but you had to learn it somewhere. And it sounds like that's where you got some experience and then whatever else you've learned afterwards. Yeah. And I think more than anything, that job, like, obviously it's not like I worked a job for one summer and then was a master mechanic. Like, that's just not really how it works. But that job really taught me like how to just not be afraid to dive into something. Mm -hmm. Like it could be like, I have a general idea of what I'm doing, 
And I think for most people, a general idea means like, I'm not ready to do it yet. But for me, it's like, I could just watch someone do something and then just be like, full send. I'm just going to yeah. try it. Oh, okay. And, yeah. And overcoming that fear of like being able to just jump into something and be recording myself doing it at the same mm-hmm. time. Because so, that's the other aspect is with YouTube. It's kind of like, well, if I mess up, it'll be a funny video. And if I do it right, it'll be a good video. So it's kind of just like. Exactly. It's a win-win. <laughs> yeah. But, but if I mess up my car, then I'm I'm stuck. So oh, yeah. that. <laughs> that. So. <laughs> you know, the, the good video, bad video thing, like, that's fine. <laughs> the car goes, yeah. goes to crap. You're like, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I haven't had anything catastrophic yet, though. So. <laughs> I think there was a... a there was one video where uh, you had a frowny face when you started up the car. It was the, um, I was watching the one when you were talking about um, the fires that were going on uh, in uh, Oregon at the time. Oh yeah, that was, that was wild. Um, So that was right at the end of this last summer. And basically, so my YouTube channel was growing. I think I had just hit like 450 to 500 subs. And I was like trying to pump out content right at the end of that summer. I moved down to Corvallis, which is where I'm going to school. And um, I had to have like I found a place that had a garage and it was on a flat surface. So I didn't have all these like issues that I had at my parents' house. And so there was like a month period before classes started where I was just like trying to record as much content as I could. I wasn't doing the daily uploads like I'm doing right now. I wasn't quite at that level with my editing, but I was trying to upload like two or three videos a week. And um So I had my flow going and I got better at editing really quickly because I was just doing a ton of YouTube. And then there were like wildfires all across the state of Oregon. And it was so bad, like you couldn't go outside without having a mask on Mm, or something without because it just smelled like ash. And there was ash everywhere. So I pretty much just put all of YouTube on hold for like two, two to three weeks. And that really, really sucked because YouTube... Yeah, the channel was growing and I would gain like one or two subs a day and it was going up and then I didn't upload for two weeks and I lost like four subscribers and it just didn't grow. It just flatlined. And mm. then and then classes started and it was just such a struggle to like try to balance school and YouTube. And like it was also my first term as an engineer, too. So I was kind of like not sure how much effort I was going to have to put into my school and whatnot. Mm-hmm. So it was definitely a learning experience. But yeah, that definitely sucked. It kind of ruined my plans for the, the end of this last summer. Yeah, I can imagine. Because, like, even here, like, when the fires were going on, like, going outside looked like you literally walked onto the set of Mad Max. The sky was red. There's just literally ash raining down everywhere. Like, it was it was a rough time. And I can, I can only imagine it was just as bad as Oregon because those fires were almost, like, just as big, right? Yeah, no, it, it was wild. Um, a lot of my friends um, live in a town called Malala, and they literally had to evacuate because the fire was, like, two miles outside of the city limits. Like, it, Oof. it was pretty gnarly. God. And it was just so close too, because I know that every year there's wildfires and things, but they're kind of um, kind of in the mountains and um, like in like the Cascade Range, so pretty far, kind of. Because I live down in the um, in the valley between like the mm-hmm. I don't even know. Oh God, I don't know the name of the mountain range. The Rockies, right? But yeah, the valley. Yeah, yeah. I live mm-hmm. in the valley. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you, normally they're like kind of far and kind of in desolate places but um to have it be so close and have so many too because normally there's like a few but there were like 10 all at once crazy wildfires 
No, like, you know, being a Californian, it was something that, especially in Sonoma County, it didn't happen too much until 2017. And then at this point, it's become a yearly thing. And it's yeah. actually really, really annoying. Uh, <laughs> but at first it was like, yo, this happens in other like remote areas. This doesn't happen in our neck of the woods. And now it's like every year there's fires in this area. And it's, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, so, yeah, it it puts us a, a stop to the content that you were creating. I know that feeling like, it, you know, being able, you know, trying to record um, when you're, when it's smoky outside and doing all that. And then on top of that, like, and then when COVID hit, it was the same thing. Like there's always these things that happen. You're like, Oh, like, come on. <laughs> I have plans mm-hmm. here. Like, yeah. And then you just have to adapt and modify yeah. and move on. Uh, but it can be disheartening. Yeah, COVID was rough because so during the summer, the car community, there's a lot of like car meets and things that you go to. Just I mean, you don't have to, but <laughs> it's always fun to go and like see other people's cars and talk about the bills that they're doing and whatnot. Um, and I went to a couple car meets, but a lot of them were like social distance. And like a lot of them said like you had to wear a mask and things like that. And people just weren't really in the mood to like talk about cars, really, because there's just like so much going on. And like the turnout at those meets was a lot less than usual because normally during the summertime, like they get pretty big and popular. A lot of people bring their cars out. But with COVID, it was just kind of kind of chill, which was fun because I made some pretty good friends this last summer. But it definitely sucks from like a content creator perspective because all the people with the really cool cars just kind of like kept them in the garage all summer. Mm, yeah, it's not the same experience. Or they would take them out and drive, but they certainly wouldn't come out to the meets and whatnot. So that definitely sucked. I have a question like moving on. Um, so I have. My, I have like two dream cars, really. It's a, you know, Bentley and a McLaren, you know, (laughs) one of those I'll take either, you know, if you're offering, if if you've got a spare one lying around, I'll take it. Um, So I guess my question to you is, um, so you already, you've, you've got the, the, the Mord Fustang, you know, you've, you've, you've got a great uh, car. What's like your dream car if you could like, you know, if money wasn't a factor, what what's the car you go for? Right. So this question, like a lot of people ask me this. It, it's like a really common question I get. It's it's such a hard question for me to answer because it's like I don't really look at a car as like I would buy it and then I'm done. You know, like for me, like every single car is kind of like a blank slate. It's like an empty canvas and you can like modify it and change it to your liking and and also just do crazy stuff with it. Um, so for me, it's kind of like I don't know. I part of me really wants to start doing like wrecked car builds. So like go on like an auction website and buy a car that's been crashed and then just roll it in the garage and just start making videos about pulling it apart and like buying new components and putting it all back together. You know, that to me is really fun. And so like a dream car, also just given this scenario, like right now, if I could have a car between the price of like 15 and $20,000, you know, like to a lot of people, that's like really cheap car. That's mm-hmm. like pocket change. But to a lot of other people, that's like, unattainable because they can only buy something that's like a thousand to two thousand so it kind of just depends on where you're at like my car my car cost me a little less than ten thousand dollars and i bought it with problems Mm -hmm. like it it had mechanical issues and i but but that's what i liked about it i wanted something that i was going to work on and learn how to fix cars so that's like where i really see the value in buying a car but that being said like um, I do like McLarens. Um, i feel like a mclaren 720s or maybe like a, a 765 lt would be cool if money's not like an issue, but I'm also like, I I don't know. Like I think a lot of people buy those cars, like they work for 
40 years and they save up and then when they retire they get themselves like a cool toy that they only drive a couple times a year and then it's a garage queen yeah and that to me is like so lame like i if i was going to get one of those cars i'd probably like i said like i probably want to buy a wrecked one and just pull the whole thing apart and make a bunch of youtube videos about like my experience like repairing it and then that make that just adds so much more value to the car it like not so much like money value because it wouldn't be worth anything if you buy a crash car like you're kind of screwed unless you get kind of lucky with like a really expensive car but most of the time if you buy a wrecked car you're not in it to try to resell it for more money but just like i don't know something about like pulling a car completely apart and putting it back together it just makes there's so much sentimental value that you add to it especially if i'm like documenting it all on youtube it ends up becoming like just like memories that I create, like, oh my gosh, this one video where this one thing happened and then so many little things that you experience, like from the process of taking a car from like something that would have gone to a scrapyard and just completely forgotten about and you take it and then you just completely resurrect the car. And it's almost like you gave the the car that you, you know, this wrecked car a story. Exactly. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I like that. That's a very interesting way of thinking. Yeah. About so it. I, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm actually kind of looking into like, so my YouTube channel is almost monetized and literally like my first year of being monetized, my goal is to like, so I'll have to file taxes as a business, but like, I'm not going to make very much money, but I don't even like care about that because literally every penny, I want to take all of that money from the viewership and reinvest it into something. Like I kind of want to buy a wrecked project car and just keep making videos about it. And then all the money that I get will go towards buying the parts and then the videos will help grow the channel. Cause I don't really need to like, I don't need to buy a house or anything. I'm just in college. So it's kind of like all the money from YouTube. I, I feel like I owe it to my viewers too, because they've all been like supporting me and rooting for me. Right. It's like, okay, now that I'm making money, I really want to like, like showcase what I can really do. Cause thus far it's just been a struggle and me like being a dorky teenager. And now it's like, I'm coming up on 20 years old and it's like, okay, I've gotten good at editing. I'm better at working on cars than I used to be. I've got the persona. Now the following is there. It's like, let's do something cool, you know, and the money can come later. I'm not really worried about that. Dude, I love your uh, whole outlook on uh, on your channel uh, and like what you're saying right now. You, when I when I hear people talk about like being successful on YouTube, the biggest thing they say is like, I don't worry about the money. I, uh, I I'm doing this because it's fun you are really someone that looks like they're and sounds like they're having just a great time, just messing around, doing crazy shit that, um, that, uh, driving a car in third person video was gold. Oh yeah. (laughs) Like, like, dude, you guys are just having a good time doing some like, uh, weird shit. And that's like the perfect kind of thing that, uh, that, uh, helps people grow, I guess. And, also, like like you were saying, your persona uh, online and uh, uh, your uh, uh, like comfortability around uh, like being on camera uh, that that was something that I wanted to uh, ask because uh, I'm a uh, I'm a pretty awkward dude <laughs> and like and like like I, I I usually lurk on when I'm online if I'm on like YouTube or Reddit or anything. I'm just a hardcore lurker. Mm-hmm. How do you uh, ha- how do you uh, have your uh, persona come across online? How how do you get that confidence? Yeah, that like oh man, I th- honestly think like one of my biggest struggles was trying to get comfortable talking to the camera, 
and we'll get to the third the VR driving video in a minute. But the uh, the, uh, the the like talking to the camera, especially when I first started the channel, like I had, I'm kind of the same way. Like I used to just lurk a lot online, just watching tons of YouTube videos. I liked cars, so I would I would see like TJ Hunt and Street Speed Seven One Seven, Adam LZ, all these like car vlogger type channels. Some of them like work on their cars. Some of them just kind of document their experience. But I would always watch them because I was like, these cars are cool. And I like cars. It's just something I've been into, been into since I was a kid. But also like I've taught myself how to play music from YouTube. I've taught myself how to do calculus on YouTube. Like it's so valuable. And it's just, I think it's so underrated too. Like I just love YouTube. I've honestly grown up on YouTube. It's so mm -hmm. strange that, and a lot of people in my generation, like they just grew up with YouTube. It's always kind of been a thing since I was like 10 years old. So I was like, I knew that like, I always kind of had this idea to maybe start making YouTube videos. The biggest struggle was like, what do I make videos about? Cause like, like I, I knew it wanted to be kind of a vlog, but I was like, how do I make a vlog? That's not like super, super cringy. I mean, honestly, any type of vlog is a little bit cringy, but you, as long as you embrace the you cringe, have to embrace it. <laughs> it, it's, it's suddenly like not, not as cringy anymore. And so I think when you upload that first video, like, oh my God, I, my first video, I'm like, what's up YouTube? Like, and I have braces and it's just, really <laughs> <bad. laughs> you sound and, exactly like that. <laughs> like it, yeah. <laughs> it was pretty much, yeah. And I'm like, I'm like, today's I'm starting my channel. So it's like, who's going to watch that and be like, wow, this is some, this guy really knows his shit. Like, no, nobody's, they're going to see that video. It, it, let's say that was the only video on my channel. Anytime somebody comes across that, they're going to be like, oh God, what is this? You know? So the first video was just the absolute hardest. Kind of like what you said with the first podcast you edited was just super difficult. And that's how it was with that video. Cause it was completely from scratch. There were no videos on the channel and I just started. I just like, I just grabbed my old GoPro that my mom bought for me and like years ago. And I just set it up on my dashboard on my car and I just started going, I just clicked record and I was like, okay, this is my video. Um, and then the second video was like, okay, guys, so if you saw the last video, this is what I'm doing now. And then like two weeks later, I made another one and it was bad and I took it down and then I tried again. And then like, like, and each video would get like 10 views or mm -hmm. nothing. It just absolute garbage. They were just not good videos. But then eventually, like by the end of that summer, I think I had like 10 or 12 videos on the channel. And that was the summer before I started college. So before I got to college, I was always so embarrassed about it and to share it on social media because it was like, my channel has like 40 subscribers, you know, and like it's mostly my friends. But I was kind of scared to talk about it because I didn't really want people to see the videos. Like I wasn't really proud of it, you know. Um, and I was like, I knew that this was something I wanted to do, but I also knew that I needed to get better. And so when I got to college, though, I would tell my friends about it that I met in college and they were so nice about it for the most part because like for my high school friends, they kind of like, they knew me before YouTube. So when I started doing YouTube, it was like, is Caden lost his fucking mind? Like this dude's insane. But then to my college friends, they realized like, that's just, it's always been a thing. It's like when I got to college, it was like, oh yeah, this guy lives in my dorm and he makes YouTube videos. It was just like part of who it was. And then as I got a little bit older, I kept making videos. Uh, I, I like featured some of my buddies' cars at college and stuff. And then I made a video like, I think one of the first videos I was ever like really proud of because I was practicing my editing and stuff was like uh, modifying my car in the school parking garage because I didn't have anything. I had like a small toolbox, but I didn't have a garage. I didn't have like a place to do anything. So I would I just like sent it, but I, I bought like a nicer camera and I was like spending my college fund on recording equipment. It was not a good idea, but it was a great <laughs> idea. It was a great idea. <laughs> but, yeah. 
just like over time building up that like it was almost more of a culture because I don't feel like my personality has really changed that much. I've gotten more confident just like understanding what the video will look like in post. So like kind of like when I'm making the videos now, it's not like I'm just, it's not just just shot in the dark. Like I know kind of beforehand what I'm going to say, kind of what I'm going to lead to and how the vi like the video structure will go for the most part. So I think I'm a little more natural on camera, but also I think the main factor is like, I feel like I have a little bit of an army, not of people, but just of videos. Because now it's like when I post a video, if I say like, what's up YouTube? People are like, okay, this guy, but if they click on the channel, they're like, oh, he's uploaded 60 videos. So like he's been doing this for a little bit, you know? So it just like, it really took a lot of just like, just slogging through the horrible, cringy edits and the videos. And, and some of my friends have even pointed out, like they'll go back and watch it to make fun of me. And they like Snapchat me pictures of the, like my first video. And I'm like, no, stop. <laughs> but, but then, but then they, a lot of times they follow up with like, but dude, compared to the newer videos, like it's so awesome to see that. And so it's, it's like the confidence on camera was like, it really just came with time because it was so hard at first, but I just, I don't know. I love like doing things I've never done before. So YouTube was just like, okay, like this could be a potential for like the rest of my life. I could become known for this. Like there, obviously it's not a guarantee, but there's a chance that I, like it could become a reality for me. But the first step is like, I have to upload a video and then I have to get more consistent. I have to do it as much as, as I possibly can. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Although like, even though like, so I've just been practicing and developing my like persona on YouTube and getting better at talking to the camera as though it's a person because before it felt like I was talking to nothing and I'm like, I sound like a crazy person. This is weird. But now it's like, I, I've gotten better at kind of understanding that people will see it and then comment on the channel. So it's kind of like a, it's kind of like a text message almost in a weird way. Yeah. Oh, um, interesting way of thinking about it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the confidence, like it just takes a lot of practice and that's like for anybody that like wanted to start a YouTube channel, that's always what I tell them. I'm just like, it's going to be cringe, but just hang in there because it gets better. Yeah. <laughs> and like, it's not even like that I'm super famous or anything, but I like to think that like my editing style has gotten better and I'm much more comfortable making the videos and just embracing the fact that I'm a YouTuber and like that just comes with time. Mm -hmm. yeah, I think like doing YouTube, I think people have to realize it's actually kind of a journey. Um, mm -hmm. Like when you start, you're like, this is bad. And this is like actually the part where you want to give up, you know, because you're like, why am I doing this? It's like I knew it was going to be bad. You have to like fight through that and realize that like with each video and each edit that you do, you're getting better. And then you're going to see yourself a year later and be like, damn. I improved. And I think people don't realize like change doesn't come right away. Change comes with time, uh, but you need to like stick with it. And that's that, you know, even those days where you're like, I, I think this is bad. You just have to be like, but it could be worse. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. They were like, especially, so I'm doing vlogmas right now and I wanted to start it on December 1st, but I had finals that first week. So I started on the 12th and there have definitely been days where like, so I'm trying to record a video every day from the 12th to the 25th. And there have just been days where like I was up late editing like the next video and the next day I had to get up and record another video. And I was just like, 
I can't like listen to myself talk to the camera anymore. Like I sound like such a fucking dweeb. Like oh this is, and like I have the cringy little intro that's like Kanan Odom Vlogmas, and like my end screen has like a picture of me cropped onto like Santa's face with the Mustang like pulling me across the sky. And like oh it's funny, but like to really embrace that, I just have to like it's you, you have to make fun of yourself. Like you have to just look at that and be like, it's okay. Like even though. You hate it, people will get a kick out of it. And they don't hate you for it. They, in a weird way, they appreciate it. Mm-hmm. And so it's just like, I mean, there's always those people that comment like, this is dumb or whatever. Yeah. Like, and yeah. it's again, any bad publicity is good publicity. So you say, they're saying yes. that's dumb. It's like, cool. <laughs> I'm sparking some emotions yeah. here. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> I, I haven't really gotten that many like hate comments actually, which is surprising because I thought like, Back when I was reflecting as like a, a kid with like a hundred subs on YouTube, I was like, oh my God, if I get like a thousand, that's like, there's going to be so many people that are just like saying rude stuff to me. But like, mm-hmm. I really don't get that much. And the other thing about the comment section is like, I don't feel like my my topics are that controversial. Like there's a little bit here and there, but not really. So there's that. But also like I've had the occasional person be like, this is really stupid. Or like your car sounds like shit or something like that. And then there's people in the comments that are like, what do you know, idiot? Like, shut up. Like, they just defend me. I don't even have to respond. <laughs> that's always kind of oh, nice cool. to see. I'm like, wow, these guys actually care about me. Hey, man. Yeah, the, the haters going to hate. And you just, you know, push them aside. You're like, all right, whatever. You're not me. <laughs> like, right? me? Yeah. <laughs> no. That's awesome, right. though, that you have, like, a whole community that you've built up that, like, really have that connection with you to the point that they would defend you when someone comes up and, like, just tries to be negative for no other reason other than being negative, you know? Uh, mm-hmm. Like, how do, how, do you th- how do you build, like, have you, like, do you actively go onto your comment section and, like, talk to them? Or do you think it's just, like, the content itself makes that community? Yeah, um, that's one thing. Like, I always hate when there's a YouTuber, especially if they're not that big. Like, say they have, like, say they have, like, 5,000 subscribers. And, like, um, like people, you like, a lot of times I'll look through the comments on those and... It's just like blank. There's like nothing going on. There's people commenting and asking questions and the YouTuber just ignores them. It's like, you're not a celebrity, dude. 5,000 people, even though that's a lot, this video only has like 30 comments. Like go through and read your comments. Mm-hmm. It's like, you're not doing anything else, right? Like freaking you're doing yeah, YouTube. No, I, I know on. you're yeah. just sitting there. Yeah, you're getting your like $3 a day or whatever. Like, come on. I'm, I'm wondering if like you, you get to that 5K, you know, point with subs and just... You're, you know, you're putting out videos, you're getting 30 plus comments. And then like, you're just like, oh man, I have to go and I have to read all these comments. Like that's a DJ Khaled suffering from success moment. And you're like, oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I know. Yeah. Oh, mu- must be hard. Must yeah. be must hard. Be, oh, yeah. no. Yeah. You no. have to read and talk to people. Ah. <laughs> Like it's just yeah. <laughs> oh no, there's people that are taking an interest in your life. Oh wow, <laughs> <laughs> what a nightmare! <laughs> yeah, that's one of my uh, one of my big things is I I don't respond to every comment. Like especially if there's like I always leave a heart on the positive comments. Like if people say something nice, even if it's just like hey, nice video or whatever, I love leaving a heart. Like even if I don't respond, because a lot of times there'll be like a bunch of comments like cool, awesome, nice, like. Cars looks awesome, things like that. Like, I don't have to say thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you to like every single one. I try to just leave the responses to the people that ask like questions and stuff, but I always, I always try to leave a heart on the comments and a like too. I like it and I heart it because like 
if they put in the time to comment something, that means that they're actually taking an interest. And I think I owe it to them to take an interest and recognize that they like helped out the YouTube algorithm. They supported me, whether they like it or not, they supported the channel by commenting. And so like, I, I don't know, I love, I love communicating with my subscribers. I wish that they would comment more because there's a lot of them that watch the videos. And I wish there was some way that I could like tell them that I want to have a conversation and get to know as many of them as possible. And that's one thing, like once COVID kind of dies down and stuff, I really want to do like, like either like local car meets and stuff. Hopefully when the channel gets a little bit bigger, I can start like maybe like go on like a summer road trip or something and go down to like California, see the boys. Yeah. (laughs) But also just like meet up and go to bigger car meets and like get my name out there a bit, but also like hopefully meet people that have seen my videos and seen what I do and stuff. Because that to me is like, like watching it on YouTube is cool. But like, I would love to like meet the people that are like watching what I'm doing and supporting me. Yeah. But yeah, I hate, I hate when YouTubers don't respond to their comments. Like obviously if someone has like a million subscribers and they get like a thousand comments in five minutes, like they can't realistically go and do that. But I always hate, I think it gets to people's heads a lot. They're like, Oh, I have 5,000 subs. I don't have to respond. And it's like, it's like 5,000 is like a good chunk, but like you don't get that many comments, go subscribe or go respond to your subscribers. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so we talked a bit about this. Um, it's, it's been briefly mentioned as if it didn't exist, and I want to address the elephant in the room, and that's <laughs> there's this uh, awesome video of you driving, uh, uh, you and your friend driving a car yeah. in VR, uh, in, in virtual reality. And uh, I, I, I remember I just like, I, you know, I was looking through a lot of the videos, I just like, I saw that one. I'm just like, okay, I just got to see it. This looks like memes. And I was not yeah. disappointed. It was a <laughs> solid video. So just t- yeah. talk about that. Like, why is this not a bigger video? And just talk about the whole <laughs> video process because I want uh, people listening to this to know what that video is about. <laughs> yeah. So, oh man, that video. I So that video, when I uploaded it, it got like 200 views in like 30 minutes. It like It had this crazy spike and I was like, I made it. <laughs> I, I hit the jackpot my video is going viral and then it hit about 300 views and then just like capped and then just slowly it gets like one view every week like it's just <laughs> i don't know it, it's completely flopped um so the idea for that video brad my buddy in the video he's a really good friend of mine been friends since high school and he um he sent me a link to a video one morning last summer and he was like or i think it was like springtime yeah, it was last year sometime. Or no, it was this year. Crap. Oh my God. <laughs> it's still 2020. Anyway, he sent me a link to this video and it was like this nerdy guy that does, he's, I think he's like an engineer or something. So this, one of these guys on YouTube that will just do like weird science experiments. But then at the end of the video, he has like a scientific explanation. He does like a little Vsauce thing and it's, it is what it is. Um, so he sent me a link to this guy in video that was like, third person in real life or like real life, but in third person. And it's this guy and he like, he started off, he had like a backpack and he put like a little selfie stick with a GoPro on it. And then he put the VR goggles that was like connected to the GoPro because you can, um, with a GoPro, you can stream it to your phone and then like watch what you're doing. But I don't even think he had a, he had like a real VR headset. He just had, um, it was like a piece of cardboard. It was like a cardboard box that he put on his head a white claw box just on his face <laughs> or something. But he like, he started out just walking in third person and he had like this scientific explanation. There's like a phenomenon of like watching yourself in third person or whatever. Um, and he got like a headache or whatever. And then he did like the car one, 
but he he did the same thing we did um he went to like an empty parking lot and just like drove around and it was like really nerdy and it got a ton of views too it, i think it had like half a million views it was pretty it was pretty big video mm-hmm. um and so brad sent me that and he was like yo we should do this like do you have the like i have a vr headset thing do you have like a, a gopro and i was like yeah and so we decided that we were gonna try just the driving part i was like i mean we ended up doing the walking too but not really the same as that other guy did it um but brad and i like we're kind of memers like we love to just joke around and have a good time and so we weren't gonna do like the scientific explanation part i was like that's mm-hmm. stupid who cares like, <laughs> i just want to experience life in third person oh yeah i mean like it's cool to learn about that if you're in like the learning spirit but I wanted to just like make a funny video. You know? yeah. So I started out the video and I, I, I remember this video pretty well. I've watched it a bunch, like crying, wishing it was more popular, but uh, <laughs> um, it like, we started out the video and I was like, Hey guys, so we're taking a, we're taking a break from modifying anything. Cause we're going to, we're going to drive a car in third person. And so he had like those VR goggles and we just like destroyed them. He took like a, a little Swiss army knife they had and like cut out the middle piece. Cause it splits it into two. It has like two lenses but the GoPro app obviously isn't set up for VR. Mm. So we just cut out the lenses and we just wore it and just looked at the screen directly. (laughs) So then we like, we did some VR stuff and watching yourself move in third person was so funny. I think I, I made like a reference in the video about how it's like controlling a Skyrim character because it's just (laughs) awkward and clunky. And like you watch yourself moving your hands and it's all delayed and it's like (laughs) playing GTA five and just really, really awkward. And so like, I put a lot of work in that video too. Like the editing, I put like a Skyrim overlay on the screen. I, I saw learned how that. To like cut, yeah, I learned <laughs> how to like cut out PNGs and like put them on the screen. And I put a lot of work into that part. But then the driving it in third person, um, we couldn't go fast. That was the main thing setting us back because originally we drove slowly and we we're like, dude, we could like go on the road. And then we we did like a fast, um, like a pull down the middle of the uh, 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 the the parking lot, and. Um, and then I was like, Brad, stop, stop, stop. Cause he couldn't tell how close he was to the intersection. So I was like, yo, slow down, slow down. And he was like, what? I'm still far. And then it would catch up. And he was like, oh God, like I'm, I hit the brakes a while ago. I'm still going. Uh, like oh, what I'm seeing. Yeah, so delayed. we couldn't take it on the road, but there was like a, it was a little coffee shop. I think it was like a Dutch bros, but we, we, we drove through Dutch bros in with VR. And that part was great. That was like, that was the icing on the cake was like, so it sounds like the, the YouTuber you watch, like just said, oh, here's some cool stuff. And like drove in a parking lot. You took it to the next level. You went to a freaking Dutch bros and ordered some <laughs> coffee yeah. with the goggles I, on. Your friend had the goggles yeah. on. <laughs> yeah, I wanted to like. Well, because the dude that did the original video was just such a dork. Like, it's, <laughs> like it was a it was a good video and it was a good idea, but it was like, dude, could you be any more of a nerd? Like, I'm a nerd and this is nerdy. <laughs> and so it was just like, I was like, how can I add like the funny like? Because my videos like I'm I don't think I'm hilarious, but they have like little edits and stuff to be kind of like like little short stories and like funny little jokes here and there. So I was like, how can I add like the comedic aspect to this concept? And I like, I thought it was really good. And it was probably one of my best videos that I had made up until that, up until that moment. And it just like, I don't know, it completely flopped. I think it was partially because my channel's not monetized. So YouTube just like handicapped the video. Yeah, exactly. They're just <laughs> like, uh, no. <laughs> yeah. um, but hopefully. Well, I hope more people see it because it's a great video. Yeah. I, ho- I, ho- I hope eventually, I think once the channel grows a little bit, I might like, I might be like, Hey guys, 
go watch this video. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, speaking of Brad, though, he um, he's going to come down uh, down to Corvallis sometime this weekend, I think, because um, we're going to we're going to make another video together because we also did like the tail light install video. And uh, a lot of people comment every now and then they're like, yo, bring Brad, bring back Brad. I want to <laughs> see more content with Brad because <laughs> he's just he's a hoot. So I got like some new mods I'm going to be doing soon. And Heck um, yeah. Bring back Brad. <laughs> yeah. Hashtag, Hashtag bring, bring, bring back Brad. Brad. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I think we're almost to the end, but uh, I, I have a couple questions for you. Uh, dude, balancing school and everything with YouTube, how do you manage to do that? Yeah, that's... So as an engineer, like I'm sure Migs knows, it's like it can be kind of rough, especially in the first couple years, I think, because... I mean, I'm sure it's hard in the last couple of years too, but in the first couple of years, like, so I switched my major to engineering and I had like some catching up to do. I was about half a year behind as far as schoolwork goes, because I had done a lot of like the back core classes, but I just really needed to get going on like the calculus and the physics. And so like just this last term, I took chemistry, physics, calculus, and like a, just a basic engineering class. And it was hell. It sucked. And like, it was all online. And I would like my engine, my like intro to engineering class. I didn't even go to the lecture once because I was trying to like make YouTube videos and I'd be up late, like doing calculus and physics. And then I would edit a little bit of the video and I'd go to sleep at like 3 a.m. And that class was at nine. But since it was online, it got recorded. So I was like, <laughs> I'm never going to go to this. <laughs> like, nah, I'll sleep. <laughs> yeah. Or I'll just do something else. <laughs> I really tried to upload once a week. Um, and, and I, I stuck to it for the most part. I think there was like, I think there was one week where it was like 10 days But that video, but that's cause that video, I never know how long a video is going to take. And that video, I think I was doing like the, I was painting the calipers on the Mustang and it like, it ended up taking like three or four days. Cause I had to let the, I had to let the paint sit overnight. And then the next day I would continue. And that video was kind of a pain. Um, so that one took a little while to come out, but then I think I made up for it because like the next week I put out like two shorter videos. Um, but it's definitely really hard to do school full time and manage YouTube um, because of COVID and everything. I'm actually slowing down my academic process or my academic progress a little bit. So instead of taking like 15 or 16 or even 17, I was originally going to take 17 credits next term. I'm I'm just going to take 14 um, cause I have to have 12 to be full time to get like my financial aid and whatnot. Um, but I just like with YouTube, like starting to become a potential reality in the next year or two, I just can't like, I can't ignore that possibility that the channel could like start taking off and start doing really well. Mm-hmm. And it's definitely not going to, if I don't upload. Yeah. So exactly. it's just like trying to balance that out is really tough. And I just decided, I was like, if it takes me five years to do school, but I graduate with a successful YouTube channel that's more valuable to me than finishing school in four years. I was like, I don't even care. Agreed. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I think OSU has this regulation where like, if you take at least 15 credits every term, then any, if you don't finish in four years, they'll like, th- they'll pay for your tuition until you finish. But I was like 15 credits every term that is unrealistic as hell. Because mm-hmm. the next opportunity, like I had to take 14 because it was either 11 or 14. Yeah, one of the two. So I had to do 14. But the next time I get the opportunity to do 12, you're going to do, do 12. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I take it from someone that they do all that. Like, you know, it's okay to go slow 
if you you know like i i did that too and it's it's fine you know yeah and i think last year i was really like i was worried to switch my major to engineering because i didn't want to get behind and then i was like what even is behind like i might not graduate with the people that are going to graduate in 2023 or whatever but it's like who cares like i've College is just different, you know? It's not like in high school, it's not like you're getting held back a grade. It's just how long it takes you to finish whatever. And a lot of a lot of people do that. Like, I think my initial perspective was like, oh my gosh, I'm going to get behind and all my friends are going to graduate before me. But then it's like, this year, I made a bunch of friends that are a year younger than me. And then I'm sure next year, I'll meet more freshmen. And then I also made a bunch of friends that are like 26 and they were in the military. And then now they're like starting college and stuff. And like, there's just a lot more dynamic in college and it really doesn't matter if it takes you four or five years, like it just, it's a minute difference really. Cause everyone's process is different. Mm-hmm. Everyone goes at their yeah. own pace. They have like life, you know, like it mm-hmm. all affects you and your education. Although, oh, you yeah. know what? I will say this about college. I feel like, especially now that like COVID is happening, I think it's ridiculous that they're charging this much for something that like, as you said, you didn't even go to that class. You just looked it up on YouTube and occasionally used like, the lectures yeah. if you ever did need to yeah. use them so it's like you're paying real money okay and ex- like it because it's always expensive there's not a cheap college out there except for like community colleges really yeah and freaking you get nothing for it it's yeah ridiculous. no i'm like <laughs> it's funny to say this in a podcast i hope my grandma doesn't listen to this <laughs> <laughs> so like i have a lot of family pressure to keep going to college mm-hmm. um and i'm like the first generation university student like my parents didn't go to four-year university Mm -hmm. and my grandma did but not until like later and so like she gives me some money every month to help me pay for rent and stuff I mean I still have to pay a lot out of pocket for things but like she supported me but it's under the agreement that I continue to go to college Mm. so I have this dilemma where I'm like I don't want to do this anymore but I feel like I owe it to my family to keep going Mm -hmm. but it's like the longer I go, the more I feel like I need to stop doing it. And the more the YouTube channel grows, that really doesn't help my motivation for school. Cause I'm like, pretty soon I'll be making money. It's not that much, but it's enough for me to start funding more projects and doing more fun things on YouTube. So it's like, why do I even continue this? But if I stop going to college, then I can't pay my rent. I mean, I could, but it'd be way more expensive. So it's like, yeah. then I can't do more YouTube so, stuff. So it's just like a mm-hmm. trying to find that balance of like, I think I'm going to give it another year and then reevaluate next Christmas. That's kind of what I do every year. I evaluate at mm-hmm. Christmas time. Because hey. um, <laughs> it's just like... The time for decisions. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's also when like the FAFSA, or that's when you fill it out. Right, right. Usually around <laughs> December. I think I think a lot of kids, like the, the, the elites, you know, with the four points, they fill it out like September 1st or whatever. It's like October 1st or something like that. I just, I'm like, oh, I'll get into something. I was like, or if you're just like <laughs> yeah. lazy like me, you just wait till the last possible minute and then you're like, I should have filled that out sooner. <laughs> <laughs> it's like two days before uh, it's due. So you're I like, fuck. <laughs> I don't know how much like, so I don't know how much like, um, like AP English or like English studies or storytelling um, knowledge you guys have, but there's like this concept of like the doubting Thomas. So there's different character archetypes, right? There's like a Christ archetype and then there's the antagonist. And that's usually how most stories are structured. But then there's also filler characters. So there's one called the Doubting Thomas. And so the Doubting Thomas is used for to create the effect that something is really intense. A lot of times in like horror movies, because there's like, like there's the Doubting Thomas that's like, no, ghosts aren't real, you know. Uh, but then they okay. see the ghost and they're like, 
oh my god Mm -hmm. (laughs) so i've been experiencing that with my with my mom recently because it's like um if she listened to this i don't care love you mom but like (laughs) um there's like this i don't know i remember telling her about my youtube plans and it was always like well that's cool but like college 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 Mm -hmm. and recently it's been like like she's noticed and it's like wow like your following is really growing you gained like 100 subscribers this week and like you should really keep doing it and like mm-hmm. keep going and so it's almost reached that turning point where it's like the doubting thomas is like coming mm-hmm. to the realization that this is actually possible are you in an english story <laughs> are you in a story arc right now <laughs> oh yeah i yeah i think i'm the person the there we go you're following the hero's journey my guy it's happening okay you're basically on yeah. an episode of rick and morty you're on the train yeah <laughs> yes well, cool. Uh, one last question for you then uh, before we go. The quick one. This is your shout out time, dude. Who is a content creator you currently enjoy? Oh, man. Um, so there's a guy who he started a YouTube channel. He, so I went to college with this guy. His name is Drew Matthews. Um, and he's a small content creator like myself. And he's just been like probably the most supportive channel or yeah supportive like small content creator channel to my channel because like we've done one collaboration before and his channel recently hit 150 subs and he kind of has like some vlog stuff but he also does like um car gaming and he adds like that cool gaming aspect but like he just like so i was really close i'm getting close to monetization and i told him about it and he started like he he went to my youtube channel and just queued up every video and just like started watching them just adding in that watch time. And he's just been like super supportive of me from the get-go. I met him at a car meet last year, right right before COVID started down in Corvallis. And I took some video clips of his car and asked if I could put him in the in the video. And he was like, yeah, sure, absolutely. And he never once like, he never once thought that it was weird that I was starting a YouTube channel. And he watched some of my videos and he was like, dude, you're really good. And he gave me some pointers and like things that he enjoyed. So definitely shout out to him. His YouTube channel is DNA Social. So DNA and then social um, and his channel is starting to grow and he's kind of hitting that phase that I was at when we met. So I was like 150 to 200 subs and like the channel was starting to grow. He's just now getting to that point and it's really exciting to see him see that growth and he definitely deserves it. He's a really cool guy. So I want to want to give my thanks to him because I, I love that dude. I appreciate the crap out of him. Dope. Heck yeah. Shout out to DNA social. All righty. And then lastly, um, we have you here, and uh, this is your chance to uh, plug plug yourself, man. Um, where can we find your Insta or YouTube or anything else that that you have? Where do you post? Where can where can we see your content? Yeah, so my like for most of the big updates, it's going to be on YouTube. So just uh, Kaden Odom, first and last name. It's like Aiden A I D A N, but with a K at the front. Everybody misspells my name. It's K-A-I-D-A-N. <laughs> A-N, specifically. Because if you look up K-I-D-E-N, it won't come up. Mm-hmm. So you have to have the A. Um, and then last name Odom, O-D-O-M. Um, most of the big updates are on YouTube, but I also post on Instagram. Um, like small updates, or I'll post on my story about things I'm doing and whatnot. So if you want like some, some behind the scenes, I guess, for the channel, or also just like some... Other things that may not be related to cars, you can follow me on Instagram, but most of my Instagram is car stuff too. <laughs> um, but also like my username on all social media is just Caden Odom. I was smart enough in like sixth grade to not make cringy usernames for things. So literally all of my platforms are at Caden Odom 
and it's a really good feeling. So you can follow me on like Twitter, Tik TikTok. I have like thirty five thousand followers on TikTok. Like what the heck? Yeah. <laughs> hey, there we go. <laughs> there but, it is. Okay, the thing about TikTok is like it's kind of BS because I have thirty five thousand followers. I posted a TikTok earlier today and it got like a hundred views. Uh, like, and like mm. ten likes. Like what? Why don't I don't understand how TikTok's algorithm works? It's stupid. But <laughs> um, but yeah, Snapchat, Instagram, YouTube, TikTok. I have a Twitter. You can follow it if you want, but I post it like once a year, so it doesn't really, <laughs> there's nothing there. But yeah, they're all at Caden Odom. Make sure you spell it right because it won't come up if you don't. There we go. Spell it right, everybody. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> That's been a struggle. Like my parents, they they wanted me to have a unique name. So they're like, my dad was like, what's the name of Aiden? And my mom was like, I don't like that. And then like they could have spelled it Caden, like K-A-D-E-N or K-A-I-D-E-N, like everybody does. But they were like, no, it has to be D-A-N because his grandpa's name is Dan and like all this stuff. And it's like, mm-hmm. you've cursed me. Oh, that's very like, convoluted. Spelling. <laughs> well, yeah. hey, think on the bright like, side. They didn't. Why didn't they just they, give me some basic name like John? <laughs> think on the bright side. They didn't give you some like super out there like Ab City. I don't know if you ever heard about this on the news, but like a guy almost got fired from the airport uh in like san francisco or something because he laughed at like a kid because his mom is like here's the passport and he's like this this kid's name is a b c d e and she's like no it's ab city <laughs> he's like ha. and then like she tried <laughs> suing him because of it and it's like bro if you're gonna give your kid a ridiculous name how can you like how can you not expect these things to happen every once in a while so you know in the grand scheme of things is it that bad yeah for real uh my aunt has a story like when she was in high school there was a girl she went to school with whose name was ladasha but it's like l a hyphen a oh it's literally la dash uh yeah ladasha there's one day in class where there was like a sub like reading off the attendance list and the sub is like uh is there a la a la a and she's like oh no it's ladasha (laughs) (laughs) it do be like that you pronounce the dash (laughs) oh my god gotta pronounce the dash (laughs) yeah (laughs) but yeah i guess it's not that bad and it's it's like if you look at my name like kaden it's a little bit like daunting to look at it but then if if it's like just cover up the k it's just aiden a-i-d-a-n that's a really common aiden spelling and it's like, okay, just put a K on the front of it. And then it's like, okay, it's not weird anymore. But you have to like, there's that adjustment period to like, like, yes, this is a lot of people spell it like this. It's not that uncommon. It's just, I think I'm the only person on YouTube right now. Caden, so. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Got a monopoly on Caden. No. There we go. <laughs> yeah, I do. Yeah, I'm going to I'm gonna trademark my name and then I'll sue anybody. That... There we go. <laughs> just don't sue us, please. No. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, not you guys, though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, please, I don't know. You better don't. watch it, though. I might. <laughs> Yo, uh, and on that note, I think... That is the end. Dude, Caden, thanks for coming on. It was uh, quite quite the time. Quite the time. Of course. Thanks for having me. I had a blast. You guys are awesome. Dude. Dude, thank you so much. Uh, for everybody listening, that is it. Uh, you can find all the links and you know where to look. Um, yeah, like, comment, and subscribe. And thank you all for sponsoring us with your time and and music 
please don't, please don't, please don't. For legal reasons, content, content, we should mention that all sponsors are not actually sponsors, and we only mention them for the sake of parody. All related brands and intellectual properties are owned by respective companies, and the content of this podcast does not reflect the views or values of those given companies. Seriously, please don't sue us. We have no monies. I just realized what I would want. Mm. I want the ability to just not sleep. Like, imagine how much more productivity you could get. Yeah, you spend like how how many fucking years do you spend sleeping? When a third like, of your life. Th- yeah, so, like, like a third of your life. So sixty years would be like twenty years of your life you spent sleeping. Yeah. And here's the other thing about sleeping is every single time you sleep, it's just a free trial of death. You get sampled <laughs> every single time you sleep. And you know what sucks about that free trial? It's freaking good. Like <laughs> it's a good free trial. You want to like just make it permanent, and then you're like, you wake up and you're like, son of a gun. Like, <laughs> you know what? That makes me so much less terrible.